0: Is it your responsibility to
1: make your wife or girlfriend happy? Do you treat her like a partner or an authority who gives you permission to do things? And do you speak up for what you want or keep quiet to avoid rocking the boat? Athlete, model, mother, and wife to Laird Hamilton, Gabby Reese is here to let us behind the curtain of her life while crushing the illusion of a fairy tale marriage. Welcome to The New Man. Today we're talking with Gabrielle Reese, who, all right, you've done a lot. Pro volleyball, modeling, mother, wife to Laird Hamilton, who we recently had on the show, and now you're promoting your new book, My Foot is Too Big for the Glass Slipper, A Guide to the Less Than Perfect Life. Gabby, thanks for being on the show.
2: Oh, thank you for having
1: me. So, looking from the outside in, it's easy to project that you and Laird have this fairy tale life. You're splitting your time between Malibu and Kauai. You've got beautiful children, amazing careers, amazing looks. Um, But you're letting us in behind the curtain here with your book because it's not a fairy tale.
2: I use my life and my life with Laird as a reference for the for the conversation about the uh, unfair, you know, tale that's put on us about, especially for women, that someone's going to come along and rescue us and then everything's going to be fine. And I think it's an unrealistic thing for us to, an expectation for us to think about. And then I think it's something that we, in turn, then turn around and put on our male partner, which is unfair. And um, so that was more the the... The, the idea behind the book, and I think using Laird and I, well, first of all, that's my reference is my life, but it maybe in certain ways, I can make the point even better because we're perceived as, well, you know, it, it, that seems all sort of very perfect over there. You know, I've had people say to me, well, you're really tall, and you're an athlete, and Laird's really tall, and he's an athlete, and I mean, you guys are like, the, and you're blonde, and you're like the perfect couple. I was like, and that is what makes a marriage work, you know? And so I think it was like a, a really good jumping off point to be like, well, let's look at it, you know, like what, what does make it work? And is it, is it like, if a woman is physically perfect, or the man makes a certain amount of zeros, um, is that going to make it work? Um, and I think it's a bigger thing.
1: It, it sounds like a trap where we're chasing an ideal of success and that somehow that's going to translate to a solid relationship.
2: Get, everything gets defined by this is success. Success is a, a big house and shiny cars and, you know, whatever, 2.3 kids. And we and it's a bit of a rat race, the whole grind of it. And so both of us have separately and together kind of gone, well, what's our success, like, as individuals and what makes us really happy? And, and, and like, personal accountability and responsibility. And I think that that was really – that's what started this whole thing. I used to write a blog called Death by Domestication as a joke, like – you know, the, hitting all the marks for domestic living can be very uncreative, and and doesn't mean and you're going to be happy,
1: right? Doesn't mean you're going to be happy.
2: Well, yeah, and also just because you're now with somebody, um, their their job actually isn't to make you happy, um, and so and and really remember, I'm a female, so this is I'm 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 speaking, you know. Yeah. Of course, I and I defend, I think I, I'm a, very, a huge advocate of men. Like, I have a great husband who's a great friend and a great person, and I've learned a lot about men by being, by being in sports, the good and the bad, and by living with Laird. And um, I, I recently did an interview, and the woman's like, so let me ask you a question. So what you're saying is, do you, do you think it's okay to be subservient to your husband? So, like in another part of the book, and I was like, you mean if I choose to serve my family and my husband being a member of that family? Yes, I do. I think that that dynamic as me as the female and him as the male works really well when I, you know, sort of play to my strengths and he plays to his strengths. And she goes, now, you know, a lot of feminists are going to get their back up about this. And I go, okay, well, okay. And I don't know of a bigger feminist than me, you know?
3: Right.
2: And even in it, like... So I think sometimes that that's, and why not, why can't we talk about it? Because I think it's become confusing. You know, it's like, I think men are very confused. They're sort of like, you know, should I tell you you look pretty? Should I open your door? Shouldn't I? How do, and we actually don't even, I think we don't even teach men nowadays or young men about being men. Yeah. And I mean, all the great qualities of what masculinity is, you know, it's like sometimes people go, oh, men and women, but. Those are those are the, the the real essence of both of those traits are 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 wonderful and yes, and some are funny you know like literally jokes you know i'm not I'm obviously not a mind reader and so you know I say in the book, be really clear about what you need and what you want because your guy actually wants to help you he just doesn't know. What And because it's obvious to you or it would be, doesn't mean it is to him.
1: So, Well, I want to get back to this idea that you had of this, um, th- I call it the princess syndrome, where the guy's going to come along and he's going to save us. Yeah, He's going to save you, the woman, right? And did you yeah. grow up with yeah. that story, even if subconsciously in your mind, like once I get the guy yeah. and we get married, it's going to be, that's the storybook happily ever after thing?
2: I think what happened to me was when I met Laird, who, who is you know, in obvious ways and not obvious ways, a, a pretty extraordinary man, I, I sort of thought, oh, that's, that's, will take care of itself now. And hmm. it was also the skill set about well, what happens after, you know, like, you know, that's where the book starts. Like, okay, so you have the guy, the big white horse, but now what? And so, yeah, because you think filed also- for
1: divorce, right? Like it wasn't, a few years in, you were. I'm out of here. Yeah. So, what what shifted there uh, for you? What had you on that verge?
2: I think for me, again, I was I was 25 when I met Laird, and and um, I didn't have this the, um, the skills. And you know, you're still acquiring skills. I, I still am acquiring skills, but the skills to to maneuver certain things in my personality with his and his with mine, and so I think. A few years in I kind of um, walked around Laird and, and walked around he you know his his um, int- intensity and his he could you know at the time he could be quite moody and and I didn't say very much and I think through time I, I grew to resent that because I thought now I'm curbing my personality to be with this person instead of speaking up because I didn't want to rock the boat or create, you know, have a, have a five minute argument.
1: You talk about it in the book about sucking it up, kind of like from an athletic perspective, you play through it kind of thing, but that sucking it up in a relationship just sounds like at least to that resentment. And you were, that's what had you leading out the door. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I think that was part of it. I think, you know, I think, you know, I think that was part of it. And I think I have my own things, my lack of ability to really be vulnerable I, you know, obviously, it always takes two. So I was, I was doing things or not doing certain certain things to enhance the relationship. That kind of brought us to that point. So yeah, um, yeah, it was it was pretty rugged, but uh, you know, it's sort of the thing that I think because we were able to endure it and and work through it that in fact we were not only much better off for it, but I think our appreciation for the opportunity to be together. Uh, kind of got in focus, uh, and I think it still is that way. I think both Laird and I understand that we're we're fortunate to to be in our relationship, and so we we should you know treat it like that. Versus you know, you have a chemical reaction with somebody and it it goes together and all of a sudden the thing's, you know, on its own, it's not.
1: So, Well, I'm curious because there's a, I imagine there's a lot of people that are listening to this and they're, they've, they got one foot in one foot out. And so how, if you know, you can only really speak from your experience, but looking back, what had you be like, you know what? I'm all in. I'm going to really do this now.
2: Well, I think, you know, if you want to give it an analogy to sports, it, when I've been beaten, when I played really well, and I put left everything on the court, and I didn't mind that so much. It's when you when you walk off the court and you're like, ah, oh, I, I I was tentative, or I held back, or whatever. And I think with a marriage, the time to really try is when you're in it, and that means even if you're thinking you want to be out of it, mm-hmm. because that's the this is the this is the opportunity. See what happened for me was. Laird then sort of went, okay, well, I guess I'm moving on. And then when he's almost sort of out of my range, I, it dawned on me, like, well, did you really give it everything you had? And I and I had it. Mm-hmm. And and so maybe that is another difference is I don't just assume that Laird is going to be with me because we have daughters and we have a life together. But every day I kind of, and I don't mean this in a in a in a brutal way, but Every day I work for it because I'm this is the time to do that I'm in this relationship, so why not try to make it the best one I can be right now, even though it's the same guy you know like yeah. there he is same guy um and that's what happens I think so at least i, I don't I try and in the book I don't actually give advice i I sort of just again share my side and i and every situation is different, but first and, first and foremost is you know, honesty and communication, even, even the really ugly and uncomfortable stuff. I think there's just no way around it.
3: Got to get it out Um, there.
2: You do. And I think not building up resentment, and I think the roles have to be really clear and the expectation, right? Like, um, you know, if I, if I say to Laird, um, I, you know, I need, I really need this from you and he, he sort of could say to me, well, I, I can't do that or I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I say, no, I have to have this. And I even think with men and women, I think, uh, men's, you know, need for intimacy is different than women's, or and it's communicated in a different way. And I think that's a very big point between men and women. Um. Is, you know, is intimacy. And I think that, that sometimes it's almost like my husband, it isn't demanded, but I understand it, it, it's like, you know, here's the, here's the eight things I need from you. And can you do it? You know? well, let's
1: talk about that. Cause you, you talk about this foundation and you talk about having a list of these traits yeah. and, and there's a very conscious, it's very conscious. And my wife and I are very conscious about this going in, but not everybody sits down and says, yeah, what do I really want? What's, what do I got to have in a relationship or this thing just isn't going to work? And, and yeah. if we don't communicate that, then how do our partners know? I mean, that's a moving target for them. And so talk about that list of traits. That Was that something you came up with after you guys have been together? Or was that yeah. something you knew coming in?
2: No, mine's after. Everything was an after. I don't want to say an afterthought, but Laird was a surprise for me. I didn't even have a chance. Um, i wasn't you know i wasn't looking for something I certainly wasn't anticipating meeting him um and so again this is something that kind of came into focus when you sort of when you're in a relationship with somebody and you go these this person has the, the all the all of the qualities that are imperative to me that okay uh you know honesty humor whatever anybody's thing is some people it, you know again it's it maybe Financial or spiritual or you know whatever whatever it is and so I really came into touch with Larry had the 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 core qualities that I I really felt were important for me in a partner and so then I learned let it go let everything else go but as far as like the, those other things that somehow was like getting worked up about or even getting you know over analyzing
1: can you give us an example of what was uh. You know, it had to be there. It was essential. There was a fundamental, and what was something that was like. You know what? I'm not going to sweat that.
2: Yes, I mean, and they're connected. You know, Laird is a very intuitive and genuinely strong person, male who is connected to nature, to his environment. And you know, I grew up in the Caribbean, and and for me, I that felt really important because it felt very grounding and and, um, and really real like it's something I could look at whether we lived in Malibu or we were in a forest or whatever we were doing that was something that I knew would withstand all our environments that we live in and um, and and what's connected to that is somebody who is he's a very restless and kind of um, yearning and frustrated person and not in his personal life, but like with his connection with nature. So right. I learned I don't take any of that personal anymore. And I just try to be um, su- supportive, but in a very, and I give him a space. I'm not like, Oh, I know it's, it's in flat. It's, it's hot. There's no wind. I, you know, it's like, I don't do that. I don't even get involved. But I just kind of silently and like, give him his room. And I don't, it's not, it's not, my, it's not about me. So, I've learned through time in my my younger time with Laird. I used to think, you know, if he was he was really happy with me and in love with me, he wouldn't be frustrated right now. And and one is not really connected to the other. And, And as long as he treats me with respect, even while he's going through that thing that he goes through, that's. That's fine for me. Well,
1: that's a huge turning point, I can imagine, for somebody listening. It's like, I'm not responsible for their happiness. You talked about this just a little while ago. Uh, We didn't really drill it in that, you know, if they're not happy with XYZ in their life, that somehow it's my fault or, you know, I'm to blame. It's so liberating. Well,
2: that's very... (laughs) <laughs> men want to fix it and women we take we take it really personal right so mm-hmm. i think it's a it's a dangerous thing now if you're saying you know every the sight of you makes me my son like okay well that's a different story Yeah, I might but if work someone's on that one. just kind of going through it you know like themselves or they have something going on in their life or they're making a, a um, you know, a change like they're going from one career to the next or whatever. I think sometimes we we, we can't really f- fix it for them or make it about us. I think we could be there, you know, as sort of silent supporters. Um, because how many? I mean, how many things are we all going to go through if we're going to be in a long relationship? Tons, a lot.
1: yeah, tons of stuff. You got you're in the in it for the long haul. Let's talk about you being supportive because when Laird was on the show, I asked him about that. You know, it's it's one thing to support your your man is if he's playing music or something but he's out there doing stuff that could get him killed and yeah. um and so we talked about that like does Gabby ever get in the way anything like that so <laughs> does it does it ever just... I mean, is it at any cost for you to be supportive or does it somehow strengthen you to be supportive too? Because I think for some of us, we think there's this give and take that, well, if I get what I want, somehow she is less off. Or, or is it a both end for you guys?
2: It's definitely both ends. And, and hey, there's a, there's a price to pay uh, as, it, as, it, as it shines the other way back at me. There's a price to pay to be with a guy like Laird who is... I mean, living with him and the amount of life and and uh, energy and passion that he brings into every single day, which is a gift to everyone around him, um, you know, you fly birdie, fly. You can't you're not gonna be like, Okay, and now I'd like to have you act like this, you know, right. it's just not gonna happen. And, and I don't want to. To be frank, I I, I have learned through being with Larry I'm not happier because then he's doing what I want him to do. Because again, it goes back to, oh yeah, it's my thing. So, I think I learned um, because Laird is tough and he, I, it's very clear like, you know, he's not going to be um, talked to in a certain way or dictated to. But I have, I have no interest. I, I, I want him to be fulfilled and in his own life and in his personal expression and with his talents and gifts and and um and and, and and you know the other side of it is, is how he handles it the guy prepares endlessly he he's um, a, the consummate professional when it comes to approaching his sport uh, you know you never saw somebody more careful actually than Laird so he's also created an environment where I know he's doing everything he can right to, to be even though his abilities, his level is, is, you know,
1: to be radical. Right, right. Well, I, you know what? I'm coming back to this is like many guys fall into this trap where they treat their wives as their mother or an authority. They say oh, yeah. they say things like, "Well, my wife won't let me do that," and, and I'm trying to think. Well, no yeah. wonder why you're not getting laid. What, what woman wants to have sex with her son because you, you just created this well, kind yeah. of this this power struggle and this you know rebelling and resentment and that kind of stuff. But. um do you it sounds like for you though that having a guy that even if even if there's some tension there avoiding that kind of power struggle is what is actually a gift for you I, I, that's what I'm getting is like it actually is opens the door for him to really serve you too does that make sense?
2: Yes well what what is it 100% and, and granted I, I would like to <laughs> you know we state that we didn't get there just like Whoa, that was we slid into home play with that no problem we, we definitely learned through um trial and error. But I think, you know, Laird told me once I had a mother and she died and he made it very clear, um, that that was not the dynamic that was going to work for him. And the thing for me is I don't, the dynamic that doesn't work for me is I actually, I don't want to be treated like your wife. I would like to be treated, you know, like your woman. And so if, it, you know, it sort of swings both ways. Now I'll what, like does that wife, I'll what does that mean? What does that
1: mean to be treated like, like um, your woman? You know, so the you... thing
2: is, is sometimes when they go, have you met my wife? Uh, you know, and I understand like the point of reference, I get that. But when Laird treats me, I would say, listen, I'll be, I'll do everything that a great wife does and beyond. I will. I'll, I'll work my tail off for you. But I'd rather that you treat me like your, your girlfriend. And, and and obviously, there's certain things. We've been together 17 years. That we're not going to be like we're in a brand new relationship. Yeah. But don't treat me like you know I, I'm I'm the old cat that's been you know that's on the couch. Like I am your wife. I will act like your wife. I will work hard like your wife. But I I look to you to treat me because that's what I that's what what's one of the things I'm getting right. I'm being treated like a woman in my home. ...by my husband, who I am trying to treat. You know, I always tell my friends, if you want a king, treat them like a king. If they're going to rise to the occasion, you can help them, you know? Yeah. But if I'm not going to then come home and be like, something for dinner? It's like, that's not going to fly with me. So I think that it's a two-way street, and and Laird is is perfectly willing to surrender kind of... It's just not in his makeup. He had a he had a very strong mother who worked very hard and but was took care of the house, and so he, I think his understanding and respect for that is is pretty high. Um, so and you know when I make I make Laird, you know I cook quite a bit and I put a lot of effort into preparing meals for Laird and what have you. But guess what? You know Laird will most uh, more times than not certainly say, you know Gabby, thank you, it was a beautiful meal. And, you know, and it's not like. Okay, cue go. It's like he he means it, and yeah. and so what happens is, is I'm inspired because I see how I, I always say the language to men. There's you know there's the language for men is, is sex and food. You know how do you show them <laughs> that you really love them? It's sex and food. And people look at sex and food. I'm like it's sex and food. Like I could bring home a big check or do whatever, and I like that's nice. But if I if I give him if I make him food or organize food, even if Chick Chick, I hate to cook. I get it. Okay, whatever. But you are you're you're taking care of that part of it, and and the and the sex. The, the guys like my chick loves me, you know, right. and don't nag. Him to that I mean, it's pretty simple stuff. Not you know rocket science. I don't mean bad guys, good guys. I mean guys that are saying, hey, I'm in, I'm in it. Like not guys that are in it. They got six girlfriends. That's a different deal, you
3: know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I just love that whole she's my woman. not. It's You know, just seeing her there because there's an appreciation. There's this person there. Wife is this role, like you said. There's just this fill in the blank. Oh, Here's the woman oh, that yeah, does and these by roles.
2: The way, well, and by the way, your wife's not going anywhere. In your mind, it's like, oh, my wife. It's, it's like, oh.
1: Yeah, it's safe. But, it's know, over. I, kind of like we we yeah. did that. That's locked down now.
2: She is. Yeah. yeah. But if it's your woman, then also oh, what happens is you is can if you think that that dynamic with your partner, then all of a sudden you could, a woman will continue to blossom. Now, is she going to be perfectly, you know, 25 forever? No, but will she continue to blossom in, in all of the great things that women can be and are, a hundred percent. And so I, I think, you know, I think it goes, again, it goes both ways. Having said that, that doesn't mean we're on our game every single day right. and we don't have weeks where we're stepping on each other's feet and we're out of rhythm. That happens. But, it's it's more about where you know at least where, what you're thinking and what where you're trying to get to or you know things like that.
1: How did you arrive at this mindset? Because you know, looking at you, it's 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 not like you came from the 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 Cleaver household. You've been a professional athlete. You've been very independent. You have a, you have your yeah. own identity. You have been this big star. You've done all this stuff. But really, and and then to step into this role and and to really you know carve out like no i'm his woman and this is how i prefer to be treated as a woman and i cook meals yeah. and the sex and all this kind of stuff um yeah. i can see the feminists getting their back up a little bit about, i like don't lose yourself gabby you know like come on we're rooting for you it's it, does it feel like yeah. a battle like you're you're giving something up
2: it is a battle it yeah. is it's a battle not to become a wife and a mother for sure
3: mm-hmm.
2: um but i i can handle it it's just yeah it's a, it's it's pretty rugged and I've been there for my family pretty solid for like the last 10 years. And, and, and certainly in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start to branch out. And I'm like, I'm going to have to get them prepared and ready. But yeah, it's tough. And there's days where I'm like, Hmm, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I, I, I consciously have chosen this path and this, this situation. So I want to make it as, as, good and positive and, and happy and peaceful, um, and honest as I can make it. So that's, you know, it's always the harder way. Yeah. I don't don't know that ever the easy is ever, you know, like, oh, it was easier and better. to get right. (laughs) You know?
1: Well, I think, you know, when you started out and we talked about the divorce and everything and there was that, I'm not speaking up for myself. I'm not saying, Hey, this hurts and don't do it or whatever. And then now I could just feel you really, really claiming your space in the relationship and that's what has it thriving. Is that fair to say?
2: Well, yeah. And and I think it's like, I'm in it and I, and I, and I want why, why I want to make it, um, I want to do something with it. It's like, I don't want it to stay the same. I want it to keep changing and growing. And, 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 and so I have to participate and I have to be thinking about it. I can't be like, Oh, it's it's you know because it's the you know what do they say that one thing that that um is you know never is for sure is that that everything's going to change. It's like so it's like you have to be paying attention. Oh, that worked. Oh, that didn't work. How could I do that better? And and this idea of I don't feel less powerful because I'm actually trying to make his life better. And by doing that, you know and and you know what I say to Laird and Laird says this to me. I'll worry about how I'm acting, and I'm going to hope that you make you 're making those good choices too, because i can 't control them anyway, so I might as well just sort of say hey i 'm going to try really hard on my side, and I'm, I really hope Laird isn 't' going to do the same and uh, Of course, I picked a person that that is something we have in common, so that works out it 's not healthy when one 's busting their hump and the other one 's like "Good job you know right like, right I, that doesn 't work, and eventually someone will walk out the door or you know resentment or whatever but I I just I, I want to I, you know I want to leave it all on the court the same thing and even in my marriage I like it and, and, and it isn't it isn't again I, I it's like I say about training I don't wake up every day being like I am so excited to go work out I can't I can't wait no I, I, some days I'm 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 gonna work hard but I'm I'm just getting it done and in my marriage it's not like so perfect and the birds are chirping and oh, okay darling have a wonderful day it's like it's not about that
1: you know yeah yeah well i you know it, it, that foundation you talk about having that strong foundation in the book and this idea of like two whole individuals that are coming to it and, and what that means what i'm hearing you say you got to be paying attention you can't be relying on this other person to fill in the blanks for you to figure it out for you and to be three steps ahead for you um, you've got to be the one that's saying what what's working, what's not working, where do I want to go, where do I want to take things, and then bring that to the relationship, have the guts to bring that to the relationship. And that's how you co-create this thing. It's not, okay, we're done, he's responsible for me, and I'm responsible for his happiness kind of thing.
2: No, exactly. And what I think, too, is that the real, and I know your listeners are male, but and the core of it, I actually think a, 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 a woman, really, who who is on it, uh, probably is the one who really saves the male, and is the one who, if she's got a good guy, she can. He can be a great guy if he's got a if he's got a great girl, great woman, because she'll see and she'll go, wow, he's he's really good. You know, I'll help him over here and also create a great environment for him. And there, again, people might say it's unfair, but I think it's just nature. And so, uh, you know, I don't think the guy's brain is working the way like, well, how can I make my wife thrive? He might say. She looks tired today and the kids are crazy. I'm going to go take them. Okay, Mm. good. But I think on the grand, big kind of picture, as women do 50 things at once and they take in all things into consideration, I actually think, you know, and that's the thing, right? It's, you know, I've had teammates that made, you know, everyone play better. Those kind of people. I think Michael Jordan's a great example. So why not eat someone in your house that makes everybody else? play better, you know?
1: Yeah. How can I contribute? How can I how can I help lift things up instead of me, me, me.
2: Well and also help people live in their strengths. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm an imperfect person who makes tons of mistakes. If I was with a different person I'd be a terrible partner probably. So the point is also being with people and helping each other live in your strengths versus living not in your weaknesses it's like who wants to do that i've been i've been a terrible girlfriend to certain people terrible so i want to be with somebody who forces me also to live in my better side
1: got it love it hey guys go check it out it's a it's a great book my foot is too big for the glass slipper a guide to the less than perfect life uh it's available on i imagine everywhere all over the world is that right gabby
2: yeah, it's out on the 16th, but Amazon's the easiest I would think.
1: Yeah, Amazon and we've also if you just go to the newmanpodcast.com we'll have a link there for you as well. Um, it's Thanks. just great to get an insight into, you know, this type of relationship you it's funny, you you talked it straight, you use all the good words <laughs> and uh just love love that you're bringing this insight instead of like hey, I've got it all figured out and now I'm going to solve all your problems. It's it's I I just think this is so much more helpful.
2: Well, thanks. Well, you know, it's like I f- I'm fumbling through it, so.
1: <laughs> There's much to learn. So, thank you so much, Gabby Reese. My foot is too big for the glass slipper. Uh, we'd love to have you back, and uh, please send my best to Laird, too. I
2: will. Thank
1: you. Aloha. Thanks. Aloha. Bye-bye. There's so much more to The New Man than these interviews, so visit com and join the mailing list so you never miss another update. Thanks for listening.